Welcome to Married by Design. Handling life's issues, what are the best ways to handle the issues of life? That's what we're going to be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to Married by Design and our series entitled Handling Life's Issues. We've been looking at the idea of how do we handle the issues of life? We started by looking at at God's ways and finding that there's a need to change and we have to line ourselves up with the way that God wants us to handle the issues. The person who is asking and they're struggling with handling an issue needs to do it a new way, a better way, God's way. We looked at the issue of change and how difficult change is, but how we are all able to change if we choose to. We do that through God's help, and we have to look at the reasons why we should change and also put aside the barriers that we've listed. And the next step is to decide how to change. We looked last week at the difference between God's ways and man's ways. People who are struggling and not handling issues well are struggling because they're trying their own methods, man's methods and man's philosophies. And this will often end up in frustration and despair. Um, You need to do things God's way. We looked at some examples of people who had that pivotal moment when they had to decide whether they were going to follow God's ways or man's ways. And we should choose God's ways because He is infinitely smarter and wiser than we are. He is the one who created life, and He knows the way that it's supposed to work. That's right. What all this means is that when you look at your own life or you're encouraging somebody else that's not handling things well, we need to have the hope that they can change. To help them or yourself, you must look at the reasons why change is not taking place. From there, you need to see directions that they need to go in order to change God's ways. Yeah, and we suggested to you that often even Christians don't really change because they think they know best. They may say that God's truth is their authority, but what they actually live out is something different. And we gave you a lot of examples of that last week. The challenge for a counselor is to help them see that what they're actually practicing is not God's ways. And it's so important to understand that God's truth is precious and complete and that we can wholeheartedly rely on it rather than on our own wisdom or man's wisdom. And that's what we're going to be looking at this week on our podcast. In order for you to change, you have to really follow God's ways. You need to understand that God's Word is the authority and should be the authority in your life. The sooner you and I get to the point of understanding that God's Word gives us directions and that we just need to follow them, we will find ourselves able to handle the issues of life and live a life of joy and peace and a life and a marriage that honors the Lord. That's right. So we want to spend uh, this session looking at how adequate, how precious, and how powerful God's Word is. Again, don't pass by this. If you have a habit of doing things your own way or you're trying to help somebody who does that, the reason that's happening is because they don't get this principle. They don't get that God's Word is sufficient and perfect and precious and useful in helping us handle the issues of life. So let's jump into some of these areas of what God does for us through His Word. 
They should give us um, a confidence as we try to make changes in our own life or to help other people make changes. Well, the first principle is that God's Word is inspired by God. The Bible is inspired by God. It's God-breathed, and it's given to us for our training, for our equipping. It's more than man's opinions or theories. In 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17, it says all Scripture is breathed out by God. It's directly from God. And it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, in that, there's a lot in that verse. The teaching, of explaining, of putting you back on the right track, and for helping you to make a habit of it. That's what the training in righteousness is. And the end of all that is that this word comes from God. It's inspired by Him. It's adequate, it's complete, it's sufficient to help us to do everything that we want to do and He wants us to do. That's right. Um, The second principle we wanted to look at is that God's Word is permanent and it's eternal. It doesn't go out of style. It's never outdated. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the Word of our God endures forever. Now, many people believe that something written 2,000 or more years ago can't be relevant to life today, but God's truth is always relevant and powerful. God created us, and He knows how we need to do things to succeed. Mm. Um, As an example, let's take Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. That's a timeless principle. If everybody put that into (laughs) practice, we would see relationships everywhere transformed. Yeah, that's amazing. It's still relevant today. That's right. And that's not isolated to this one command. God's Word is filled with priceless principles that will take us through life's issues with success and joy. Mm, That's good. That's good. Another uh, principle about God's Word and how it's so valuable is that God's Word is a light for our way. When we think about changing and handling life's issues, handling them differently, handling them better, and understanding the way that we're supposed to respond to our spouse and we're supposed to deal with anger and all these kind of issues, God wants to light our way. He wants to direct us. And that's what He does through the Word. In Psalm 105, verse 5, it says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Isn't that great? When we are struggling with an issue and we feel like we're in darkness, we don't know how to handle something. God wants to lighten our path so that we can see the way to go, and He does that through His Word. Or in Psalm 119, verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. What a great statement that it's not just in studying all these teachers and all the podcasts and all the things that we can listen to. When you go back to God's Word, and we have his understanding, uh, when we meditate on his truth, then we have more understanding than all our teachers. Another profound, priceless principle is that God's word is true. Um, Now, many consider the Bible to be a bunch of ancient fables and outdated principles, but the fact of the matter is that God's word is true. It has never been proved inaccurate, It has proven itself over and over throughout history. And we're not going to get into apologetics here. But if you have questions about the validity of God's Word, Mm -hmm. you need to make a study of it. You can look at Josh McDowell's book, at Sir William Lane Craig. Um, You can look him up on the internet. There's many others 
who are experts in apologetics and can take you through the reasons that we know God's Word is true. Um, We have found that the Word has wisdom to help us with all of life's issues. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, um, the reality is that the world is full of ideas and philosophies and so-called wisdom that have failed to answer man's problems. Obviously, look at our society. Mm-hmm. We don't improve in our morality, in our um, goodness. Man is not getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but God hasn't left us to blindly figure out what is true and right. He's given us all the truth we need in His Word. Psalm 119, verse 160 says, The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous rules endures forever. Mm. Um, In Psalm 19, uh, verses 7 to 11, David tells us with great confidence that God's words and commands are perfect, sure, that they are right and pure and clean, that they're true, that they are much to be desired, and that they give warning and are in, and in keeping them, there is great reward. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, the whole idea, when we look at counseling for people that are struggling to know that this Bible, this truth, is perfect and sure and right and pure, should give us a great confidence in sharing it. And we should encourage people to see that as they make that decision about whether they're going to follow God's ways or man's ways. And... Um, Jesus confirms this as he's praying for his followers in John 17. In verse 17, he says, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Mm. Um, He very clearly gives us um, a guide to what is true, and that is God's word. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, we also need to understand and have a confidence in God's Word and counseling because God's Word is, is powerful. It's a powerful spiritual force. In Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It's just amazing in counseling when you share God's Word, when you share verses and talk about them and talk about how they apply God uses his word to as a spiritual force in people's lives to change their heart, and change their mind, and change their behavior. It's just an amazing thing to see. Rather than the empty words or ideas, um, you know, we have uh, something that can affect real spiritual change in the heart rather than only on the surface, as you said, like with the Pharisees. Another profound truth of God's word is that it builds us up. Um, In Psalm 119, uh, verse 116, uh, the psalmist says, Uphold me according to your promise. He took God's promises and his word to be true, and that sustained him through difficulties. Mm. Um, And that same Psalm 119, verse 50 and verse 92, show us that God's word gives us comfort in our afflictions. Um, Verse 49 tells us it gives us hope. Verse 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law. All of these are gifts and even necessities that we are not going to find anywhere else except God's Word. Psalm 119 that I've quoted out of and also Psalm 19, they're both wonderful songs that expound on the great value of God's living Word and 
how it builds us up in our lives and our faith. Um, we would encourage you to read those. Yeah, I mean, it's great to get in a habit of reading. And also another encouragement is just to meditate and in counseling how much we have encouraged people not just to have a quiet time, not just to read certain verses, but actually meditate on them, ruminate, think about them over and over because that's what is part of the power of God's word when we really hide it in our heart, we're thinking about it during the day, going over it, he begins to work in our heart in Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching, admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart. Just a couple points, it says the word of Christ should dwell in us richly, not just a little bit, but but deeply that it would penetrate our heart and we would think about it, like it says in Psalm 1, meditate on it day and night. The other thing, interesting in that verse, when we talk about biblical counseling and counseling others, and we were touched on this idea that it's not just the pastor, but here Paul's writing to the church in Colossae and say that we should be teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. So that's an important part of understanding the adequacy of God's Word. It's not our ideas. It's not what we think or what we've come up with. The reason that we can have a confidence as counselors is because that it's all based on God's Word. And that's what gives us the the confidence uh, that we can help somebody because it's really God's thoughts, God's wisdom. And it's so important, like he said, that that dwell in us, that we be Mm. saturated in the Word. That's the importance of daily spending time in the Word and meditating on it, because when you have that in your heart, God can bring His principles from His Word and the specific verses to mind when you're talking with someone who needs help, who needs hope Mm -hmm. um, and encouragement. God will bring those things to your mind um, to help you help others. Um, Another principle to look at here um, is that God's Word is to be obeyed, not Mm. not just heard. Um, In Matthew 7, uh, verses 24 and on, Jesus tells the story of the wise man who was building his house on the rock versus the foolish man who was building his house on the sand, which sand would be the foolish philosophies of the world, Mm. and the rock is the principles of God's Word. just how foolish it is for us to pursue man's wisdom and getting answers um, to the issues in life. Uh, It's like building a house on the sand. As soon as the storm comes, it collapses. Yeah, the other part of that in that that parable's idea of of the contrast between those who obeyed the Word and those who maybe had heard the Word but didn't put it in practice and how how important that is, that when we know we receive truth, that we actually do something about it, that we apply it in our lives. Right. In James 1, 25, it says, The one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who, mm. who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So be in God's Word and act on it. You yeah. don't want to... Be one who looks in the Word and then goes about your day as though it has no relevance to anything you're going to do. You have to act on what you Mm -hmm. read in God's Word. God's promises are for those who trust Him enough to obey Him. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's 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 really the whole process of counseling, isn't it? That we we bring up verses, we talk about them, we apply them, and then we encourage people to actually put it into practice. There's some accountability. So that people 
kind of shift from maybe being a hearer of the word to actually being a doer of the word and to make sure there's that follow-up to really encourage people in that. So that's Yeah, good. biblical counseling is completely ineffective with someone who will not do what God's word yeah. says. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's great. Well, let me pray, and then we'll, we'll close it out for this week. Father, I just thank you for the, the verses we've gone through. Thank you for the sufficiency of your word, the confidence that we can have, the power of it, God. As we think about handling life's issues in our own life, uh, of, of struggles that we have, or maybe encouraging somebody else, I pray that you'd help us to turn away from man's wisdom and turn to your wisdom of your word and have a confidence that you can do great things through your word, that it is living and active. And Lord, that you would prepare our hearts as we look at different areas, that you would help us to see that powerful word and to see the changes that you want to take place in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for being with us this week. We hope that you are encouraged and that you do see that God's ways and God's truth should be chosen over any of our own ideas or the things that we hear so much around us. Now, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. If you have an input about the podcast, suggestions uh, at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love again to get your input about the podcast. Um, we also encourage you to share this podcast with somebody. Can, would you do that right now? We want to reach out to people, encourage people that are struggling. So put it on Facebook, text somebody, email, talk to somebody about it so that we can get the word out. And we also encourage you to subscribe to the podcast um, so that you'll be sure to, to get it each week. Uh, next time on our podcast, we're going to be looking again about how God's way is so much better than man's way. But not only does God give us his word to direct us, but he also gives us his Holy Spirit to help us to live it out. That's part of the way that we can make the changes in our life that we really need to make and handle life better. So that's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 